We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders they're predestined to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, it is your meat episode of the week. And you know we're going to start every episode of The Lion Within. We're going to start it with some scripture. So this week, we're in the book of Matthew, okay? Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 25. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And we need to have our foundation, guys, on the rock of Jesus Christ. That's where it's all about. So, guys, this is a great scripture. Go back, check out the spiritual kickoff. If you missed it yet on Monday, go grab it. Get that because I really went through that. And, and I think you're, there's a lot of, of, of areas that are unpacking that SKO that I think was going to serve you well. Now, for this week, we're going to be digging into marriage. Okay. We're going to be talking about magnetic marriages. It's fantastic, wonderful marriages. What did they look like? How can we get them? We don't want just good. We do not want just good. We want great. And God has designed marriage in such a way when it's done right, guys, it is such a blessing. Remember, it's a covenant not a contract. So to help me walk through this, I brought in the expert, okay? Brought, brought in Mr. Eric Wooten. He is a dynamic speaker. He's an author. He's a relationship expert. He's got 15 years of experience as a pastor and licensed, actually, professional counselor to help strengthen relationships and organizations. He leverages his transformative, yet easy-to-digest framework to save countless marriages, guys, countless marriages. And he cre- creates sustainable change at all levels, okay? So again, he's got a master's of marriage and family counseling from the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And he's the author of The Magnetic Marriage, Eight Characteristics of Irresistible Marriages, okay? Now, he's been married for his wife, Jill, 28 years. So they figured this stuff out, okay? They, they It's proven. He has three daughters. They're older daughters. But guys, I'll tell you what, it was a wonderful conversation with Eric. He's going to give a lot of practical insight, practical ways that you can build and strengthen your marriage. And I tell you what, you're not going to guess the first area that he really focuses on. I think this is going to really resonate with you guys. And towards the end, he gives some really good tips, guys. That are going Again, you can actually apply, hear that? Apply and improve your marriage. Guarantee you. And all of it focused right on, right on Scripture. Right on Scripture. So guys, I think you're going to enjoy this one. This may be one you want to share with your wife. You know, hey. Listen to it. If you think this would be a conversation that would help you guys come together, share it with her. Ask her to listen to it as well, guys. So I'm not going to hold you back anymore. Enjoy this conversation with Eric Wooten. Eric, welcome to The Lion Within Us. How are you doing today, my friend? I am doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm so excited to have you because this is a topic that we haven't really dug a lot into on The Lion Within Us so far, Eric, is, is around marriage. So I'm excited to get your insight. But I know the guys, you know, they, they, they like to know who they're, who, why should they be listening to you, right? I mean, right. Who, who, who is the guest? They heard me give a bio, but that's just me saying words, brother. So maybe tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. Yeah. I was that, that's a tough question. I'm like, my wife doesn't even listen to me. My kids don't. So, you know, why, why should anybody else? But, uh, no, yeah. At, at, at the very least, been married 28 years. So, uh, I've, 
uh, figured out how to stay in the fight and and uh, keep it going. We got uh, three kind of mostly grown girls, 23, 21, 18. Uh, so I was, I just, I just posted the other day. In fact, the, uh, I saw everybody's, uh, obligatory back to school pictures with their kids holding the yeah. sign of third grade. And I was like, you know what? I said, marked safe from ever having to do that again. Our, our youngest <laughs> graduated in May. So I'm like, no more of that stuff for me. But, uh, yeah. So, so been married, uh, almost three decades now. And, um, yeah, it hadn't always been good. Marriages was difficult. First 10 years, we say, sucked. And uh, I think the, the last 18 have been pretty good so far. But, you know, we've been through infidelity, infertility, uh, just figuring out how to join two separate lives with different perspectives on life. And um, so, yeah, we've had ups and downs in marriage. And in, in that process, um Went to school, got a master's in marriage and family counseling. I'm a licensed counselor, been counseling, you know, inside and outside church context for 15 to 18 years now. And then two two years ago, so 2020, launched my own marriage organization, Altered Marriage, and focused solely on relationships now. So That is awesome, man. So, I mean, thank you so much. I definitely uh, appreciate you being so open to 28 years. That's uh that that that's some credibility right there, my brother. So sure. I'm excited to to learn from you for sure. And I'm curious, man. You're you're such a passionate guy when it comes to you know marriage and Christian couples and doing it the right way. What's driving that passion, man? Yeah, I think so, some of it is obviously you know what drives a lot of people's passion, right? The pain in our own relationship and struggles mm. that kind of make you go that. Let's let's see if we can. Uh, Take, take some of our difficulties and struggles and help somebody else not have to go through them. I think that that's natural. And then just outside of that, it just kind of has one of those things. And you look back in life and and we've always been a part of small groups, couple small mm-hmm. groups in, in church community, believe strongly in that. And so just have always had kind of couples in our ear, either helping walk us or coming to us for, for advice. And so, yeah, I just, I, I think, you know, the, the heartbreaking divorces that that you see around you that just um, are unnecessary. A lot of them, you know, mm-hmm. some, some is it is what it is, right? Some is inevitable. It's hard to be married to somebody who just doesn't want to be married, doesn't want to value covenant, doesn't want to do right things. You know, I, I think sometimes, yeah, it's tough to hold a marriage together. But the vast majority of people that are quitting I'm like, man, if you just had a few tools, if you just had a few people around you, we really could correct 90% of, of what's making you give up. And so I think that that passion to say, hey, listen, we, we got too many people quitting who were just right around the corner from something better or with a couple little tweaks and, and a little bit of support, uh, you mm-hmm. have no idea the kind of relationship you could grow. And so I think that's that's what drives the passion at this point is. You know, I, th- I think we, well, e- even if you're not a person of faith, statistics show that the best environment for kids is a two-parent home. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is a passion for the next generation, right? To, to Our kids are going to have better chances in life and, and be able to thrive if we can keep households together. That's right. And, and I mean, uh, that fatherlessness, man, that's that's his own pandemic of its own. But I mean, yeah. to, to your point where like people are falling apart, man. I think what is it called? Silver divorce or gray divorce, yeah, something like that. Where, yeah. I mean that's a big thing, man. I mean, where Absolutely. like the, the kids leave and then like the 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 married couple don't know each other, you know? And yeah. like, bro, like how does that happen, man? Yeah, I mean you get you get so busy about the the business side of marriage and family, right? That we neglect mm-hmm. the relationship. And then yeah, it's like my wife and I have been joking, you know, and this has a, been a weird season for us with the youngest graduating, you know, me mm-hmm. kind of leaving what I have been doing in, in church uh, ministry for 15 years to launch my own thing. So it's a weird season for us just renegotiating and readjusting roles and expectations. <laughs> but at the right. same time, I'm like, praise God, like we, we, we finally have done the hard work. I'm looking forward to you know, the next 15, 20 years. And so, yeah, it's, it's sad to think that I think people just get there and kind of go, well, we've been doing a lot of work 
uh, I'm exhausted and, you know, it, it sometimes feels better to think about, let me just start over somewhere than, than figure mm-hmm. out where we went wrong. So. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times too, when I see, when I, when I'm hearing guys talk about this, they, they just get the family structure out of order. And, you know, instead of God, your, your wife, your spouse, and then the ch- the kids, it's, you know, the kids come before everything. And then yeah. you're focused all that energy on the kids. And at the same time, you're just like two boats drifting apart, man, throughout your marriage. And then when the kids leave, like they're supposed to, and right. be, you know, like you don't even know the person that you're, that you're laying next to. And it's not roommates, man. I mean, I always tell guys, it's not a contract, it's a covenant. And we need yep. to get back to the covenant more instead of just thinking that this is just a good financial situation or, you know, it's good for taxes or whatever the reason is, man. Like we've completely missed the point of what a, a dynamic marriage is all about. Yeah. But if you don't, you know, if you, you haven't cultivated that for five, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, of parenting, it's, uh, it seems daunting to think about, man, I don't, I don't even know how to get that back. Right. Well, I, I know you start, you know, a lot of times in your book and guys, we'll make sure we have that synced up because he's, he's got a great re- resource out there for you. You talk about intimacy with God sure. and, and what does that look like in, in a true marriage and, and does it does it start there? Is that is that the is that the genesis of where we need to really get a good foundation going for a solid marriage? Yeah, I mean, obviously for believers, right? I don't I don't yep. think it's impossible for a non-believer to have a great marriage because there's some practical things that that we can do. But I think for Christians, yeah, I mean, it, you know, our 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 marriage is going to be a byproduct of where we are with God, right? I, I know personally. Right. If I'm in a good place with God, I'm a, I'm a lot more gracious. I'm a lot more forgiving. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more apt to serve and be selfless. I'm, you know, and so if I'm not cultivating that, that relationship individually, yeah, now, now I'm looking to my spouse for stuff that probably mm-hmm. I should be looking to God for. And, you know, that, that's always going to set you up for failure. If, if you're trying to get something out of another person that only God's designed to give to you. Uh, so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. fundamentally it, every relationship starts with the individual's relationship with God and how mm-hmm. are you doing and, and how does that translate into the people around you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, so just, just let's keep pulling at that thread a little bit. Sure. What do we need to be doing as men, as Christian men? That's, that's who we're trying to serve to yeah. have that, that, that intimate connection with God and, and be growing in that space. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the easy answer is the spiritual disciplines, right? You know, prayer, mm-hmm. scripture reading, times of worship, and and I think fellowship with other guys, which is, you know, what's so important with with what you're dedicating your time to is is mm-hmm. you know, m- men's tendency is is not to get into kind of that that those type of conversations with other men. Right. Where, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not uh, I was joking with somebody the other day. We were talking about uh, the husband was just not very, you know, emotionally present. And, you know, I, I, we were joking. But I said to the wife, I'm like, well, guys, don't grow up in an environment where you're rewarded. Like, like, have you ever in your life heard a situation where some guy walks into the locker room and says, hey, hey, fellas, I'm having a really bad week and things have been tough. And I just want you guys all to know that. And then all the guys come and hug them and tell them it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? That happens never in life. Right. So we're just we're just not predisposed to do that. We're not taught that. And, uh, you know, so I think for guys that, yeah, your personal spiritual disciplines, obviously spending time in prayer, scripture, reading, worship just individually. But then also that collective fellowship with other guys where, you're strengthening each other and you're supporting each other. And we can, um, we can have a place because, because guys carry a lot of weight on their shoulders, especially, you know, husbands and fathers that, that they don't feel like I know in our household with a, with a wife and three daughters. Um, I mean, my wife would even tell me sometimes if like I'm struggling, she's like, Oh no, you can't struggle. Cause like, we're all dependent on you kind of thing. <laughs> and, and some, you know, some may not say that verbally, but they feel, you feel that. And if you don't have some right. other guys to be able to, to unload some of that stuff on yeah, at some point, you're probably going to crumble. So yeah, I think guys need to be, be real diligent and intentional in, you know, cultivating their own intimacy with God through spiritual disciplines, and then also engaging in fellowship with other men, um, apart from their wives at time, just, uh, just to help strengthen that. 
I, I didn't know where you're going to go with that, but I'm so glad you went there. And hey, bro, I got three daughters myself. You know, mine a little bit younger than yours, but I, I, I feel what you just said. I feel it. You know, I have to show up every day and the pressure's yeah. there. And my wife has been very encouraging around building those group of men that I can go to and, and can, you know, have a relationship with, have, and actually have fellowship and bring the issues and know that, you know, I don't have to bring this facade up, man. I mean, I can actually just bring myself to the situations. I mean, I, when I leave this recording today with you, I'm going to lunch with two of my brothers and I mean, we're going to yeah. go, go sit down uh, brothers in Christ. I only have one actual brother and we're going to go sit down and, and, and has, you know, break some bread and, uh, talk some scripture probably and just have some time together. And then, you know, I have a discipleship group that I've started up and I'm just, I can tell you this though, it takes intentionality and you have to actually work at this man to get these guys and these, the, the right types of guys in these situations. So how do you coach guys there? Where, where should they be looking to build? If they don't have that group, like you're talking about, where should they be looking to, so they can start building that group? Because that's ultimately going to you know, improve their marriage if they do that. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the hope would be that, that most Christian men are plugged into some kind of faith community of some kind, whether, you know, it's a local church or some online faith community or, or something mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that would be the hope. But, but even in, you know, 15 years of church ministry, myself being on staff, there's a lot of churches that don't cultivate the kind of environment where transparency is normal and rewarded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know a lot of men who are in attend a weekly men's Bible study and they dig in the scripture, which is great, but there's not, there's not that next level depth, which is, right. man, how you really doing? I'm struggling with <laughs> porn or, you know, I'm struggling right. thinking about this chick I work with or, or I'm, you know, I mean, the real stuff that, that when we talk about it, when we confess one to another and, and pray for each other, I mean, you know, James 5, 16 there, that, that there's prayer for one another that we find healing. And so get, getting our junk out um, is where the freedom, I think you got a lot of Christian men who are reading the Bible, who are in churches, uh, but who also live in a place of shame because they've never learned that, oh man, it's, you, there, there's this thing called freedom that, that when you have a, a, and I'm not saying you put your, your stuff out everywhere, right? You got to use wisdom. But right. golly, we all got to have two to three guys that know everything in our life and everything we struggle with. And, and you know, I've said that to people before. I'm like, there for me, there is a freedom. And this hadn't always been the truth of my life, right? I mean, there's been seasons where I, I you know, I remember plain as day that, that I'd, you know, leave home or something and have a thought like, oh man, did I, you know, did I erase my browsing history before I left? You know, what if someone gets on my mm-hmm. computer and see, you know, just, just the fear from the stuff, you know, you're doing. Um, but now being in a season where, you know, I can say there, there's at least two guys in my life that know everything I've ever done, ever struggle with and currently struggle where, where if somebody put a, you know, on a billboard, every thought, everything I've done over the past week, there's a couple of guys that wouldn't be surprised at all. And, and to me, there's freedom in that. There's, yeah. there's a freedom in not having anything hidden. Not, now, again, I'd be embarrassed if, if we played my thoughts over the last week for, you know, the whole church congregation, I'd, I'd probably, I probably wouldn't show up again, <laughs> but to at least have a space and a couple guys where they know, and, right. and they'll challenge you, hold you accountable, um, but also love you and support you through that. So I, I think there's a lot of men that that have some Christian fellowship, but probably don't have the depth of transparency, vulnerability and honesty that actually allows us to walk in Galatians 5.1 freedom. Right. The, the, I mean, Christ mm-hmm. died so we can walk in freedom and we got a lot of Christian brothers still in bondage because of shame and hiding stuff. Um, so I know that was a super long answer to your question. I wouldn't plan on going, but I, w- I would say one num- first spot is if they're part of a local church, see if there's a group of guys there uh, that connect and meet. I think if, if their church has a, like a recovery type ministry, um, right. I think those are fantastic um, to be a part of in recovery. You don't need to have some addiction or something, but usually those are the places where there's authenticity and honesty and transparency. 
So maybe something right. like that. Um, and then I know, I know you do, you do stuff around community for men. And so I'm, I'm assuming based on your heart and who I know you to be that, that there's probably some pretty honest, candid conversations going in and in, in your discipleship groups. Exactly. I mean, for, and for me, it's all about, you just have to, you have to create the environment where guys are willing to be vulnerable. And you, but to do that, you have to be vulnerable yourself right. and just kind of lean yeah. into, just lean into that. And sometimes that scares guys and they're like, I don't want to be vulnerable. Like, no, I'm, I got my stuff together. So for me, anytime I hear a guy, you know, it's the classic church, you, you, you walk into church and you, Hey, how are you doing? And whenever I hear somebody say, well, I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm like, yeah, how are you really doing? Yeah, brother? Right. Cause I know you, you know, there's, there's something then. So I mean, I'm not saying you go up to everybody and be like, well, I got all this going no. on. Like you said there, you have to be, them, but you do need to have those guys that you can just be real with. Be like, you know, I'm struggling with this, and you know, what 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 uh, what counselors do you have? I even started implementing recently in my personal life elders. You know, yeah. I've, I've got a few elders that are just I've met through the line within us, and I just reached out to those guys. I'm like, look, bro, you're 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 seasoned, you're wise. Can I come to you for counsel? And they've they've all said yes, and I've actually went to them uh, recently and. I found a lot of value in that, man. But I mean, again, you have to be willing to ask, you know, and have an uncomfortable because they, so many guys, they just don't want to show any kinks in the armor, man. Yeah. They just, you know, I got, I got it all together, you know? Yeah. Which is an exhausting place to be. I yeah. mean, no trying doubt. to act like you're good when you're not trying to hold it all together, trying to carry the weight of the world. That's just exhausting, man. Yeah, bro. Hey guys, we'll be right back. I get a chance to talk to guys every week, and one consistent struggle that keeps rising is the lack of community. To address this, we created the Lion's Den to start building a community of Christian brothers with the aim of serving them resources to combat the darkness. We are working hard to bring encouragement, inspiration, and tips to help you be the leader you're predestined to be. As part of the Lion's Den, you'll also be first in line with new opportunities, events, and resources that are designed to serve you in your journey. So hop over to the lionwithin.us to sign up for the Lion's Den for free. That's the lionwithin.us and become a member of the Lion's Den today. So Eric, I'm curious, man. I'm I, I'm I'm going to take us back to the marriage part. I mean, because I think that was a great going down that 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 path around uh, groups and men's groups and being able to have those brothers is important. I'm curious though, you work with a lot of married couples. I know we, and the guys are listening too. They, they want to hear about, you know, what you see. What are some common areas, man, that, 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 that Christian couples in particular are struggling with in their marriage? Do you see any red threads that are just commonalities that keep coming up? Cause I, I that may bring some value for our guys that are, that are listening right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, sadly, the, uh, the, the more and more I talk to couples, the more and more I find that, that most of the problems in marriages are not even relational problems or personal problems, meaning one, one, oh. or, one or both of them have not healed from, you know, either childhood wounds or past relationship wounds. And so that prevents you from relating in a healthy way in relationship. And so what happens a lot of times in counseling, you see, you know, they're coming in, they're like, well, we, you know, we can't communicate, we can't get this right. And when you really start digging into it, you know, the reason you can't communicate is, is you got some unhealed stuff, right? I mean, your spouse brings you something reasonable, uh, some constructive feedback and, you know, you're defensive, all these kind of things, just because you haven't dealt with, with past hurt. So a lot of the, a lot of the unhealthy relational dynamics are because mm -hmm. individuals have not done personal healing. And, and so oh. I would say that's probably, you know, Number one, which, you know, that's why the Bible, you know, is pretty clear that before you start pulling specks out of other people's eye, right? Look at the log in your own. But, but we, a lot of times we don't even know. And, you know, there, there's a whole, a whole field that we don't have time to go in today on, you know, attachment styles that, right. uh, and bonding that, you know, they say that our attachment styles developed in childhood based on, you know, what we either didn't get or got too much of that we didn't want in, in childhood. And so we bring those mm -hmm. tendencies uh, to our adult relationships and that's how we relate and, and bond as adults. And so, you know, sometimes you get uh, couples whose tendencies are like, you know, 
gas on fire with each other. You get somebody who's, right. who's avoidant with somebody who has an anxious style who, you know, is more clingy and needy. And the more clingy and needy you are, the more the avoidant person is going to pull away, which causes more, you know, so you just see these crazy cycles of if they were both healthy, we wouldn't even talk about this. Um, right. So I think that's probably number one is, is undealt with personal stuff that makes mm-hmm. relational dynamics unhealthy and dysfunctional. Um, and then as far as relationship, I, I just think the biggest thing I, I'll always come back to is intentionality. A lot of couples oh, okay. are just not regularly doing the things that need to be done to cultivate a healthy relationship. Cause relationship from my perspective is really simple, not easy, of course, cause you know, we got issues, but, but I mean, it's just like, gardening or or farming or whatever right if we're trying to grow right. something the way we grow it is we add things that make it grow the water fertilizer sun and then we remove things that prevent growth weeds and so marriage right. is just a lifelong process of are we inputting the things that cause us to thrive and grow and are we weeding out or removing the the behaviors attitudes the things that are preventing our growth so for me, a couple that comes in and, you know, it's always communication, right? But it's never communication right. is, is, is really the reality. Because you, you, I thought that's what you were going to say, man. I thought you were going to say communication. Yeah, well, that's, what, uh, that's what you always that's, hear, right? That's the number one presenting problem in counseling for couples. We just can't communicate. The reality is, is right. I, I'll always start with the connection, right? If you don't feel connected to somebody... You're, you're not... Your communication mm-hmm. is going to suck. Like, if I don't like my wife, cause I don't feel connected to her, then, you know, I'm going to be impatient. I'm going to be rude. I'm not going to be not like, right. I have no motivation to act right. If I don't really like you. Right. And so I'm always going to start with connection. You know, what do you guys do on a regular basis, daily, weekly, monthly to connect with each other? And a lot of times the answer is no. So we will usually start there. Hey, let's create a rhythm for your week where, you know, you're you're having a couple nights a week, you're at least spending 15 minutes connecting with each other. Because um, because like, you know, going back to the whole gray silver divorce thing, there's a lot of interaction. But most couples who have kids, jobs and other stuff going on, most of the conversations are going to end up being logistical, problem solving, right. conflict resolving. And I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but none of those are fun for me. Where's the sitting on the couch, watching TV together? Where's the playing a game, laughing together? Where's the going out to eat and not talking about the kids and the bills and all that kind of stuff? So I I think, you know, a lot of times I'm going to get people back to let's just start connecting. And we're not going to have a whole lot of success resolving conflict if we don't feel connected. So I'll I'll always start Mm -hmm. with connection and see if we can ramp that up a little bit and, and then start figuring out, okay, now, now that we're getting connected a little more, what, what are some of yeah. the behaviors? What are some of the things that are causing disconnection and frustration and, and where can we, mm-hmm. where can we kind of, I, I use the analogy of closing the gaps, you know, where, where are our biggest gaps and differences and how can we close them? Yeah. And uh, often we're not going to meet in the middle that, that reality is, is sometimes not feasible. And I think a lot of couples waste energy trying to, you know, I'm a 10 and you're a two and we got to, you know, meet at six. It's like, eh, we're probably not going to do that in some areas, but, but if the 10 can come down to an eight and the two can come up to a four, then our gap in whatever area it is, if it's intimacy, if it's affection, if it's communication, if it's doing stuff together, a smaller gap will lead to less conflict and a little more enjoyment. So where, where can we close some of these gaps that are causing frustration? Man, I love that analogy, man. Closing the gap. Well, I definitely haven't heard that one. When you said intentionality, you know, one thing came to my mind. I, part of our or of our Bible study group, one of the guys mentioned, we were talking about, actually, this topic came up last night. We were talking about always be dating our wife. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he was, I believe he's ex, uh, ex army. So he's, he, he served in the army. He's like, I related to what, uh, a, a, a skill that we learned in the army. And it, it basically said, it, complacency kills hmm. he's like anytime like thinking if you go through if you're doing the same thing day in day out uh, in the army you know maybe this is routine missions that's when 
you know, bad things happen because you're not paying attention. You're not tuned in. You're not, to your point, being very intentional about, you know, being in the moment because you've, you've been there so many times before and bad and mistakes happen. So he was like, for me, I'm trying to get complacency out of my marriage and be more intentional. And, you know, and that may mean, like you say, planning dates and, you know, not just talking logistics. Cause I feel like that's all parents and like married couples yeah. do just talk logistics, man. Where's the intimacy at? So I just, I didn't know if that resonated or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and part of the problem is if we're not intentional with what conversations happen, when those logistical mm-hmm. problem solving will, will come into every conversation because there's so much of it. And so I, I even know couples that have a date night and, you know, what'd you talk about on date night? Well, we talked about the kids and our budget and cause we really haven't had time to sit down together and talk about that stuff. And for me, that's a crappy date night. I mean, I'm not, right. I'm not looking to talk about that stuff. And f- for a lot of couples who have no intentionality, I'll recommend do a staff meeting once a week. And the staff mm-hmm. meeting is the time to really, you know, talk about what's coming up the next week. Maybe if they're working on budget, you know, more of the business side, uh, it also right. provide, I would also use that, that time for couples to ask for feedback. So let's say we determine one of the areas in our relationship is I need to be more affectionate and, you know, my wife needs to, uh, you know, be more present and not be on her phone or something. Maybe that, that's the stuff that come up. So I would also use right. that staff meeting as a time to evaluate and solicit feedback. So at the staff meeting, I would ask my wife, Hey, how'd I do this week? Was did I've been trying to work on affection? Did I do good? Give me real, give me feedback. Feedback always yeah. feels better when you ask for it than when it's just given uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, involuntarily. Right. So I think that that helps, but you can also talk about some logistics, but when you, when you do that once a week, now what we've done is we've freed up some other times where we know we have that that meeting once a week to talk about stuff. So, you know, on a given Tuesday, Thursday night, it may come to my mind, but I say, you know what, I'll just wait for the staff meeting th- Sunday, you know, let, let's just right. enjoy. So I think, you know, having a staff meeting, having a date night, and then maybe one or two quick connections, 15, 20 minutes after the kids go to bed, sit down, play a game. If you like to play a game, you know, watch, watch a show. If you like a show together, but just kind of neutral time where we're just enjoying being together. We're not really trying to resolve issues, solve conflict, that kind of stuff. So I think having some kind of rhythm where it's like a staff meeting, maybe a date night and a couple of quick connections can help couples who are disconnected feel like we're starting to connect again and and we're separating some of our time this is fun connection time no no way for conflict to step in this conversation over here staff meeting it, it may be there may be a little bit of conflict because we're trying to deal with some stuff right but I, so i mean are you saying for for these rhythms i'm i'm i'm, I'm picturing because i just my engineering brain these are like on the calendar. They're they're set. I mean, obviously the dates may change around and things like that. But you know what? For this time that you're going in, this is a staff meeting. Or this time we're going. This is a date, yeah. which means we're not going to be talking about kids. So that that level of intentionality. I, I, I think so. I, I think if if right. My, my take is always this: if the things that you need to be happening in your marriage are happening organically and without a whole lot of planning, then I'm like, ride the wave. Cool. But for a lot of couples, those things aren't happening. Dates, even talking, Mm -hmm. sex, any any of the stuff that we think is important, they're not happening. I'm like, put it on the calendar. So, yeah, I would. I would say date night's Friday night. Uh, Staff meeting is Sunday at 7. Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to do a quick connection at 9 o'clock after the kids go to bed. I own Tuesday. You own Thursday, which means I decide what we do. So on Tuesday, I like playing games. So we're going to play backgammon for 30 minutes or something on Thursday. You like watching a show or, or there's, there's a million things to do, right? There's little question cards for couples that can help facilitate conversations. So maybe we're going to take 20 minutes. We'll each pull out two cards and answer the questions on there just to facilitate some conversation. Yeah. I think that level of intentionality for some couples is, will be required because otherwise they they will not just spontaneously stumble into yeah. the good moments. Love that, man. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. You wouldn't jump in a boxing ring and expect to win without training, right? So why do you think you can win the battle against Satan? 
without putting in the work. For the Christian man, it starts with knowing scripture and your heart. To help you out and get started with your training, we created a free guide of 10 scriptures you need to fight like a lion. Go grab this free resource and I'm going to come alongside of you in a series of personal and engaging messages designed to challenge and help you grow. So get equipped today with scripture that will help you fight the battle you're in. Visit thelionwithin.us to get started today. That's thelionwithin.us to unlock this free guide you need to fight like a lion. Eric, you, you mentioned something. I'm curious on this. You, know, you talked about Tuesday is your night, Thursday is her night to pick. But I want I want to just pull up that a little bit on that Tuesday night because there's there's guys listening and they know their scripture and they you know it says in the Bible you know so far as husband uh, wives submit to your husbands and we get this part way out of whack and we, we don't really understand what the scripture is telling us right there. So maybe unpack that for us. You know. Instead of not being a dictator, what that scripture is actually telling us to do so far as making that those wonderful marriages that we that we ultimately want. Yeah, I mean, that that one's always curious to me. And, and granted, I use it in weddings, too, when I facilitate weddings. Right. Ephesians 522, right. wives submit to your husband. The problem is Ephesians 521 says submit one to another. So before mm-hmm. we've ever gotten to wives submit to your husband, there's already a mandate or command to for mutual submission. So I think you've already got it wrong if you don't have a mindset that the foundation of our marriage is mutual submission. Mm. My heart should be, and there's lots of verses in the New Testament, right? You know, Paul's letters, oftentimes he talks about, think not of your own interest, but of the interest of others. Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to, right? There's, There's clear mandate in scripture that your life's not your own. We're stewards, right? Stewards of our money, our yep. body, our time and talents, you name it. So I think the foundation of marriage is first mutual submission, that, that we should have two people whose desire is the best interest of the other before the best interest of me. If I start, if mm-hmm. I start there, then there's no place for dictatorship to come in. There's no place for me to be like, hey, you, you 522 says submit to me because then you know, right. my wife will be like, okay, well, 525 says lay your life down for me. <laughs> so that's you know, right. That's right. Pretty, you know, it's pretty easy if, if, uh, you know, if I'm laying my life down, if I'm laying on the floor, you know, I'm not looking down on anybody. I'm, I'm in the lowest position possible. So I, I, I think that, right. that heart of servanthood, that heart of mutual submission, should be found if that's foundational to me we're never going to have the conversation about hey man you need to submit to me and i think if men are fully submitted to christ right there's there's that hierarchy if we're if we're going to go with the you know the biblical hierarchy of christ man woman um i think if if the man is really submitted fully to god i don't know very many women that have a hard time submitting themselves to a man who's right. fully submitted to God. That's, that's a, that's a pretty easy, mm-hmm. I, I've always thought that, that the women have the, the harder role, uh, even mm-hmm. as far as, as, as submission goes, because, you know, yeah. we, we're submitting our lives to God. They're trusting in us to be submitted to God, right? It's like they're going to submit to a man who's supposed to be submitted to God. Uh, that that's a that'd be a tougher road to hoe than just submitting to somebody who laid his life on the cross for me. That's a that's a pretty easy go. So yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think if you're having to have the you need to submit to me conversation as a man, you've probably already missed the mark of of how you're supposed to be leading and and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. You know, one thing I'm curious about so far is that submission piece where we, we totally get that wrong and we, we, we screw that up. And sometimes I think guys just need some help understanding what that looks like and what that means. But also there's so many guys that they think they're get, if they reach out <clears throat> to get help for their marriage, that it shows weakness. And we got that wrong. You know, you don't go, in my opinion, for counseling when it's a train wreck. I mean, go ahead and go when things are working so you can, how, how you can make that, 
good to great, you know, to quote that old business book. So, I mean, what, how do you help guys when they have that mindset of, you know what, man, I'm not going because I'm, I don't want to show any kinks in my marriage whatsoever. How do you help them get over that, that mental hurdle, if you will? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's an easy way to get, get somebody over their pride. Right. I, I just think yeah. it's a wrong, it's it's a wrong mentality. It, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Right. What, what would right. make somebody think they, they would naturally be good at something they've never done before, like be married. E- even if you had a, I mean, I had a great example. My parents have a great marriage. Um, but there's a big difference between watching somebody else relate together. And then like you get, it's like watching the game and then stepping onto the field. <laughs> there's a, right. And, and, right. and no, nobody is good at something that they've never done. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand. This is the most important and also the most difficult relationship you'll ever have. Because there, there's greater level of need and dependency and intimacy and vulnerability, you know, all that stuff that you, you can't really practice it because you don't have it like that in any, any other relationship. So for me, I'm like, our mentality should already be, do I need some help? That's why everybody getting yeah. married should, you know, do some premarital counseling. I need some help knowing what to look for, what to watch out for, what, what we're going to have to deal with. And then same thing in marriage. You, you're not going to, you're not going to know what to do. I think our mentality right. has got to be, we all need, co- I mean, professional athletes have coaches and they're pros at what they do and they still have an outside set of eyes. So for me, a lot of times I look at, at whether it's counseling or a class you take or a conference or a book, there's something powerful about something outside of the two of you making a suggestion that you do something it it automatically neutral so Mm. if i go to my wife and i've got an issue and i need her to hear my side and she's automatically going to be a little bit defensive i don't care who who you are when someone comes to you and kind of presents what you're not doing well there's an automatic defensive But if me and her are sitting in a room and a third party suggests, hey, you need to do X or you should think about or you should have this conversation, it immediately neutralizes. It's not me against you anymore. It's kind of like us doing what we were told to do. And there's just a different perspective. Like if, if, if our counselor says, hey, you know, you guys need to, you know, go for a 30 minute walk once a week. If I come to her and go, hey, you want to go on the walk the counselor told us to do, she's less defensive because it wasn't my idea. I'm not I'm not <laughs> right. going to be as sensitive to rejection if she says, no, I don't want to because it wasn't my idea. And so just having an yeah. outside third party tell you to do what you already should be doing or maybe it, it just changes the whole ballgame um, across the board. So that's why I think whether it's a book, anything that's not one of you two telling the other what you should do automatically neutralizes the conversation and makes it easier. Um, So, you know, I I think that's one of it. And then, yeah, we don't know what we don't know. And so having an outside perspective, especially a professional who does this for a living, who's seen lots of situations, who can, you know, add some value to what you're doing. But yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, I guess. And, And I know a lot of people have grown up like that and what's my business stays in my house and it ain't nobody else's business, and, right. you know, in which defies logic for me. Cause I'm like, all the people that say that look at the past three generations, y'all been dealing, <laughs> dealing with the same stuff, right? If you'd have figured it out by right. now, you probably would have done it. So maybe you need some outside perspective, but yeah, that's Amen my take. That. We, we all need, we all need coaching. We all need help. Well, I think the big thing there is that, that that resonates with me, and I'm sure a lot of listeners is the sports analogy. I mean, Steph Curry has yeah. a coach. I mean, he you know he he has a coach who's critiquing him, who's helping him. He doesn't just show up and drain you know 33s in a night. I mean, he he has a coach that is helping him along the way. And I mean, to think that to your point, we're going to figure out this the hardest relationship in life alone. You know, with with you know just just on our own, man. That's that's to me that's just daunting and like. Why do it that way? And and I love that advice because I know for for me, my wife, you know, I've shared on the show, we we do counseling because we're trying to take it, our marriage to the next level. 
we to have that super connection. And sometimes just having that third party has brought so many ideas to us that, you know, it's not my idea. It's not her idea. Like you said, but we can come together and, and which we're, we're more willing to try new things when they bring up, you know, these, these ideas, these topics versus if we were just to, to come up, if I was to come at her, you know, with things that I just, you know, baked up in my brain. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, even going back to the rhythm we talked about an intentional rhythm each week, yeah. I think couples need an intentional, you know, annual rhythm as well that, that, you know, couples should be taking a, going to a conference or taking a four to six week marriage class or going on a weekend marriage retreat or just something every year to kind of stoke that energy again, maybe give you some new insights and, and we keep changing. So I think, you know, we need insights into our marriage in different seasons that there may be something in this season that we're dealing with uh, that we didn't deal with in a past season. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad you went there because one area I was hoping we'd touch on is investing. You know, when, a lot of times we think investing and we talk about that on the line with Dennis around, you know, just careers and finances and things like that. But you, there's also an investment you need to make in your marriage and, and start really. And sometimes that means you start have to start budgeting for, you know, the getaways like yeah. you talked about or some of these training events or counseling. You have to put that into your budget. But I mean. Nick, give us some ideas or some tips around the importance of investing in our marriage. Yeah, man, it's 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 like anything else. If if you don't invest in something, if you don't put energy into something, it's not going to improve, right? I mean, our the deep the default right. is we nobody drifts into greatness, right? The default is you you fade into disconnection and atrophy and everything else. If I if I lay in bed for four months, all my muscles atrophy. And, and so mm -hmm. it's like anything else. You, you've got to spend time working on all the aspects of relationship. And I think that again, going back to the gray divorces, they stop, stop developing the friendship. You know, what, right. how do you build a friendship? You do stuff together. You talk, you spend mm -hmm. time, you have experiences. And so when you stop doing all that and, it's just the business side of marriage. You, you're not going to develop it. So, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, my my personal thought would be, yeah, I think it, it at least once a year you're taking some kind of four or six week class uh, or going to a marriage conference, um, being a part of. I mean, there, there's so many things out there, so many resources available now, both in person and right. online. Um, but yeah, I think you, you, you want to have something on your calendar that says, you know, and, and again, some of this stuff depends on resources and freedom and that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, a we overnight or getaway, you know, right. quarterly would be great, but even a couple of times a year, uh, away from the kids and just with your spouse, you know, would be helpful as well. Well, I'm glad you threw that last little part in there because a lot of these guys are thinking they'll do that, but they're going to drag the kids along. But I think that that defeats the purpose, right? Uh, yeah. It, my my take has always been vacation with kids is not vacation; it's work. <laughs> that's right. Like the kids are having fun at Disneyland stuff. That's that's heavy work. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, yeah. I th I think you've got to if you have the means now, you know, and, and people will go back and forth. Well, we can't afford two vacations. And so, you know, I feel bad for the kids if we don't, okay, we'll figure something out. Right. E even if it's just a uh, overnight or something with your spouse, you can, you can get a lot done in two full days with a overnight stay somewhere. If, if you don't have the funds to take a five day vacation without the kids, but you right. got to do some stuff without the kids. Like you say, they're coming, but the goal is we get rid of them. This is a stewardship project. That's right. That God gives them to us for a season. We do the best to raise them up, and then we send them out. That's right. That's right. I mean, I think it's so important. And like you said, if you got, we have to make it a priority, and if we make it a priority, we'll figure out ways. We may have to get creative. I mean, you may have to really get creative, yeah. and it's, it's maybe you get in the in laws to watch the kids for that one or two nights, and so that you don't have to, you know, pay for or babysitter or things like that. I, I don't know. But I know one thing. If you take if you if you make that a, a line in the sand that you're gonna spend that one on one time with your spouse on a regular cadence, I can't see but anything but good coming from that. Yeah. And if if you don't have, you know, some people don't have family around, mm -hmm. I promise you, find another couple. There's another couple 
that would oh, love tag the time team it. And, yeah. and just swap, be like, hey, we, we want a date night every other Friday. So this Friday, we'll watch your kids. You guys go out next Friday. You watch our kids. We'll go out. We'll just have a little rhythm. And and then now, now you got accountability in there because you got another yep. couple doing the same thing you are. You're helping another couple. You're you're swapping childcare. Yeah, there's there's lots of ways to be created if you don't have the funds for sure. That's awesome. Hey guys, we'll take our last break. We'll be right back. Outside of God's word, what should you be reading to grow as a Christian leader? It can be daunting to see all the options available these days. To help bring you some sanity to your search, we compiled all of our featured books of the week so you can make wise choices and strengthen your mind. The topics range from health, wealth, and self, so there's something there for all you guys. Whether you're looking for books for yourself or maybe you're researching ideas for other men, this is going to be a resource that brings you value. So check out the lionwithin.us forward slash book to see what would serve you the best right now and start sharpening your mind to be that leader you're predestined to be. That's the linewithin.us forward slash book to learn more. So Eric, man, this has been a ton of insight. I mean, you just unpacked so many areas that I know our guys, they could take right now and start implementing some of these things in their marriages and, and make a really big impact. And I'm curious, you mentioned at the beginning, you started this this altered marriage. Love for you to share about that and give us give us a little bit about what you're doing, how you're trying to serve others, particularly Christian couples, to make uh, these these awesome marriages out there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we've been talking a lot about intentionality. And so for me, I think the if, if I you know, people are always like, what's the, you know, seven keys to, you know, we make up right. all kinds of stuff because it sounds right. good for YouTube videos and stuff. <laughs> but that's right. But I really do believe it like if I had to break down the three pillars for me of, of you know, a healthy marriage would be, uh, you know, intentionality, which we've been talking about. You yep. just, there's no way around that. The belief that the movies portray and everything else, that everything great happens spontaneously and organically is not reality. Mm -hmm. If you're not intentional, you will have a business marriage at some point with nothing else. So intentionality, right. uh, community, you know, you and I are both believers in getting other good people around you um, right. for growth. And then the the one I talked about before, personal responsibility, which just is, you know, I've, I've got a relational responsibility with my wife to the marriage, but I also have a personal responsibility to the marriage to be as healthy as I can individually. And uh, so, so those three pillars kind of at least drive my mindset on everything I do. So, you know, I do counseling i'm a counselor so that will always be an aspect of stuff i do i do that all that you know thank thanks for covid um yeah it's all zoom now and i'm never going back in an office people call now and they're like hey are you doing in person absolutely not um i'm not worried about covid anymore but this is just too convenient to uh, right. do it via, via zoom and i don't feel like i lose anything and i don't feel like driving to an office so i do counseling uh, i do a uh both a six, I was doing a six week marriage class. I've cut it back to four. Uh, I do a live Zoom marriage class, the marriage blueprint uh, masterclass online. And I'll do that three to four times a year. Right. Uh, as well. Um, I have a marriage membership. And so again, this, this goes back to the co community component. Uh, right. One thing I loved about being serving in the local church was the community that was built in. And so for me, launching my own thing, that was one of my first really concerns was I want to be able to create community for couples. Um, and so been able to do that through through a marriage membership that has both access to uh, videos and worksheets and stuff that couples can do on their own, but also a community aspect where we've got a platform where they can communicate with each other and wives can talk to wives and husbands and talk to husbands and we can ask questions and engage. And then we do like a live Zoom call once a month that we have a once a month ladies, ladies night Zoom call that, that a gal in the community runs. And so just trying to create a membership community for couples uh, who can, you know, are all trying to be intentional and do the same thing. Cause a lot of people don't have people in their community or around them who are being intentional or, or maybe don't feel comfortable having those conversations right. with those people. And so to get in a community where you're like, Oh man, these people are talking about this stuff in here. Oh, this is fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, so I have the membership and then uh, also do like four day retreats. And so like this October, I've got a couple coming up in Mexico where we'll take a limit, like eight couples uh, for a four day, three night. Basically, nice. I call it the marriage experience. Um, yeah. But we'll have, you know, have some fun time, too, but also some uh, pretty, pretty good intentional stuff working on the marriage uh, through some sessions together. So just kind of holistically trying to provide some different environments for couples to have community, be intentional and, and work on their marriages. That is awesome. Well, we'll make sure we sync that up in the show notes for you guys if you want to check that out. Now, Eric, the last thing we do on the line within us for every guest we, we call it feeding time, man. Okay. So this okay. is where you're, 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 we're, we're going to come lightning round. I got a few questions, but it kind of, I like just for, for our guests to, for our listeners rather to get to know our guests a little bit more. We've been talking pretty heavy on a pretty, a very important topic, but this is more yeah. about you and uh, okay. if, you're, if you're willing to play, man, we'll jump right yeah, in. Let's, let's play. All right, bro. Well, what's the, what's your favorite thing about God? My favorite thing about God, yeah. grace. That's easy. Grace. Oh. Grace, love it. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? <laughs> uh, persistence. <laughs> That's he's a great smart. He, he's smart too. That that he knows. Uh, he he just knows our thing. He knows our trigger, and so it's. Yeah. Uh, and and I see that both personally, but also in couples' lives. So many times you see people who have not healed an area. He'll show up with the same thing in a different way. Right. And right. so you'd be like, dang, he got me again. It looked different, but he got me again. It's got still that again. same area I've not healed and allowed God's grace to cover that I'm still trying to own. So, yeah, I would say his persistence and uh, his craftiness. I hear you, man. That, he, he definitely is crafty and persistent. So what's uh, what's something maybe that you're struggling with right now? We we talked about a lot, a lot on the line within us about stuff that guys are really battling. So anything that you're that you're struggling with? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've realized this past two years, kind of this is my first time kind of I guess I'm a solo entrepreneur yeah. launching my own thing. Right. I've been in church ministry where you kind of just walk in the box. So uh, I've realized I'm way more emotional than I ever thought I was this last two years. So riding the waves of, oh, this is great. I'm going in the right direction. And then, oh, nobody wants to sign up for this. I'm a failure. I should probably quit tomorrow. You know, just riding that wave. So I would say that's, that is my biggest area of struggle right now is trusting the process, right. not being impatient and knowing this is what I'm called to do. This right. is what I'm passionate and gifted to do. And if I just stay faithful, you know, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but but too many times I'll I'll second guess and and get frustrated and struggle. So that's my biggest struggle right now is just, um, frankly, some days you just feel like giving up. You're kind of yeah. like, God, this is this is never going to get to where I thought it's going to get. So that's my biggest right hurdle right now. Plus, you're doing ministry work too, man. So you got Satan constantly attacking. Yeah, that too. There, and, and, there's and, always that. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I didn't realize the magnitude of that until I started the lion within us. And now I'm like, wow, I get why a lot of guys don't do this road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, this, this is legit spiritual warfare, man. And it's, and I'm with you, the, the hurdles, the, the emotional highs and lows, uh, just within the last eight months since we started the show, man, it's been, it's been incredible. I, I, I pray my wife can hang with me through it. She's, she's, she's a trooper, but it's, uh, some days are good. Some days are tough, man, particularly. Yep. So I, I feel you there, brother. So what's, uh, what's something that you spent too much time doing, uh, last year? Too much time doing, um, golly, that's a, that's a great question. I would say I spent too much time watching or listening to too many different webinar podcasts you know i've been in growth mode ah oh, cuz okay. everything i'm doing's new right so so some of it is good right? I, right i don't know what i'm doing so let me go find the person who's been doing this 10 years and has success and learn from them that's good right. but i think there's also a level where it's like i've got enough information now got to act i need right. to i need to tone down and i like learning I need to tone down my learning and turn up my execution on Ooh. what I know now 
and then let me go learn later. So I, I almost feel like there's this learning growth and then I just need to, I need to plateau and work and then I can go learn again. So I think I spent too much time learning more stuff that's not applicable right now mm -hmm. instead of do some work. And you can think it's work because you're like, oh, I'm researching and, uh, and you can feel good about it, but it's not moving the needle of, of doing what you need to do. So I spent too much time learning stuff I can't use right now. Bro, that was the best answer I've got. For me, that was the best answer I've gotten to that question so far because I feel like you're speaking through me on that one, man. Um, turn down the learning and turn up the execution. Like, I, I love it, bro. That was awesome. Uh, two questions left. Yeah. What's, a, what's a new habit that you want to create this year? A new habit. Uh, I think one of the new habits I've realized I have to is just I'm I'm doing better at, at batching content. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think while I'm getting to a place, you know, with a YouTube channel video that I put out every week, a podcast that I put out every week, and then mm -hmm. creating video for membership and, you know, social media and stuff. Uh, I think gone are the days of just do it as we go. Right. And I'm learning to, to batch. So I, I did a pretty good um, earlier this month. I got like all my calendar mapped out for the rest of the year of what videos I want to put in membership and what videos through, I think the end of September, um, that I'm putting into, uh, YouTube. And so I'm like four weeks ahead on that stuff's already loaded up in YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So that's the nice. new habit. I, I got to get better at, at batching some stuff yeah. if I'm going to keep this going. Oh, bro, if you're a creator and I'm right there with you, you have to batch or else you'll drive yourself crazy, man. So, I mean, it's just that for me, that's that's what it's all about. If you if the, the guys that live week to week on stuff like that, man, I don't know how they do it. It, it would it would completely stress. No, me out. It, it's easier when when there's not a lot of other pressures. But I think, right. when, yeah, when you start looking at the, the long game. Yeah, right. Right. But the last question, man. What's one thing you hope people, the guys that are listening right now, remember from our conversation today? I would just say, I hope they remember if I want a good marriage, I've got to be intentional. Right. That's it. I, I, I can't leave it up to chance. And, and yeah, what, whatever they don't have in their marriage right now that they wish they had, I promise intentionality will get them there. I love it. So where where you want guys to connect with you at? Where can they learn more about altered marriage and things like that? Yeah, I think uh, the website's obviously easy, alteredmarriage.com, and that's A-L-T-A-R-E-D, alteredmarriage.com, or my YouTube channel is called Relationship. So if they just want some free relationship content to go check out, they can check that out as well. Okay. We'll make sure that both of those are synced up for you guys. Eric, anything else you'd like to share with us today on the line with Dennis? I don't think so. I think we talked about quite a bit of stuff. I appreciate you having me on here and, and love what you're trying to do as well. Amen, bro. This has been awesome. So thank you so much, buddy, for coming on. You bet. Talk to you soon. Is your daily routine setting you up for success or failure? Each day is an opportunity to improve and it starts with solid habits. We created a guide that outlines nine powerful habits that will strengthen the physical, mental, and spiritual areas of your life. To get your free guide, check out the link in the show notes or hop over to the lionwithin.us slash habits. That's the lionwithin.us slash habits and start creating the habits you need to be the leader you're predestined to be. Guys, I told you, did I not warn you? I mean, Eric, he brought it. He brought so much wisdom to us, guys. I tell you what, you know, those, the, the area of intentionality, community, personal responsibility, they're huge. They're huge. And it's making sure that we're not just being complacent, that we're being super intentional about our marriage, that we're working where we can to close those gaps, right? Close the gap. We got to focus on that. So guys, there was a ton of wisdom that he shared here. Go back, listen again. Again, share this one with your wife. Listen to, the, to it with her. And you know what? If you want a, a crazy, amazing marriage, it's going to take work. You're going to have to lean in and actually make it a priority. But if you do, guys, if you do, 
so much good. So much is waiting. It is, but it's not going to happen by accident. So guys, I pray that this, this conversation helps you. I want you to be thinking about this week. Do you have a magnetic marriage? Is it? Or is it lukewarm? And you know what? Just because it's lukewarm, guys, doesn't mean it can't be, be burning on, 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 on fire with desire. It just takes work. If anything worth it is going to have to put it work in, fellas. That's just the way it is. So again, maybe share this one with your wife. Thank you for listening. Go, go check out thelionwithin.us. Join the Lions Den. You need to definitely do that. If you have not done that yet, what are you waiting on? Come on. Join the group. Because then we'll be able to connect with you. We'll be able to figure out how we can serve you. We're, again, we're moving a lot of things here to Lion Within us. We've got Bible studies. We're, we're working towards membership. There are a lot of moving pieces, and you need to be plugged in so that when they come, you'll be able to take that and act. Give us a rating and review. That, that's a huge help if you don't do anything else. Maybe you want to be a donor to the show, be a monthly donor. Check out, you know, join, go to the website, thelionwithin.us again, be a donor. Maybe check out the Bible study, the 10 scriptures that you need to fight like a lion. Guys, we have resources we have built to serve you. So you got to go use them. Lean into them. So guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time. There's so many podcasts that are out there, but you spent the time with the lion within us. It means the world. We're trying to do all we can to serve you. We're trying to do all we can every week to bring you conversations that, that make an impact. that are not just wasting your time. Because we're trying to give you truth, truth to help build confidence to be that leader you're predestined to be. You're not going to build it on, on, on the, the lies of the world. We're going to bring you the truth. We're going to stand on that. And a lot of times it's not popular. What we say is not popular, but that's okay. Because what we say is right. But you know why? Because God's word. We're following that. That's the manual. <laughs> that's the manual for the line within us. We're going to stand on the word of God. We're going, to, we're going to try to simplify and help you guys apply these principles into your life. So I pray you have a magnetic marriage. I pray this helps you have a more dynamic marriage. Lean in, guys. And take this seriously. Come back on Friday. Got some good tips. I think you're not going to want to miss the tips on Friday. The, the health, well, self. I'm really tie some of this stuff together, guys. Also going to pull in the book of the week. And don't forget those dad jokes are coming. So enjoy your day. Get after it. Have some fun, share this with others, and get out and unleash the lion within.